Before we begin, all stories and experiences shared are not representative of any group or people. Each are personal and unique. All the articles and videos used in the making of this episode are available with the YouTube video. The link is in the description. Welcome to another episode of Let's Debunk It. I'm your host, Sander. On today's episode, we talk about purity culture. I first came across this topic two years ago and I've been fascinated ever since. Join me as we debunk purity culture and the control it has on people. Hello Debunkers, I hope you're doing well. I'm doing pretty interesting to say the least. So some news about me is I recently tested positive for COVID, which comes a shock to know only me, but literally every person I've ever told this when when I went to the doctor, when I went to everything, they were like, but if you didn't leave your house, how, how did you? And I'm like, honestly, I'm just as baffled as you are. So I'm stuck at home quarantining, but regardless, I think it's really a good time to highlight that all of us really need to be careful because if me who was stuck at home for God knows how long could get it, who knows who else can get it. At this point, I don't even know how it's transmitted but i think it's just really really important that all of us take care and you mask up you stay hydrated make sure your immune system is good and yeah i think all will be really good for you but yeah just take care of yourselves i'm taking care of myself trying to find stuff to do while i continue to conspiracize how i actually don't have it but you know what that's a story for another day in the medical sector because i think they're doing their best they're just a little bit overwhelmed so mistakes might happen either way i've had so much time to myself recently like it's more than i've been asking for i wonder have any of you guys gotten covid uh let me know how was your experience and i would like to hear from you but let's get on to the topic for today i grew up in a conservative christian home most if not all of my relatives practice purity culture in some form and i didn't really know it was a thing until i watched a youtube video about it i feel a lot of us understand purity as a synonym of celibacy waiting for marriage to have sex or just not engaging in secular activities though the doctrine thought and control it has is much deeper than most of us understand i think it's safe to conclude that most religions and cultures practice some form of purity culture it's just that this one certain group of people kind of labeled it and then that's kind of like the root stem that we can really start um, talking about this topic from there are always going to be parallels in how people want to control and take advantage of other people at their most vulnerable state purity culture is not just about saving yourself from marriage it goes far into like what you want to wear what kinds of friends you have and some other trivial aspects of life as i read more into it and i watched some more videos i realized that there are so many things that I need to unlearn when it comes to the perception of not only myself but to the people around me. I think this episode is a learning point for everyone. Purity culture is interesting to say the least but let's debunk it. To begin with, purity culture is more overtly talked about in Christian and conservative circles, but as I have gotten to know and meet people from various religious backgrounds, cultures, and races, it's quite clear that a certain form of purity is practiced to an extent covertly, or maybe the term purity is not the one that is used. Some are to the extremes while others are more mild. I will try my best not to show any biases towards this topic because to some extent it single-handedly ruined my life, but that's getting a little bit too personal. Though what is the base of purity culture? 
The purity culture movement started in the USA in the 1990s when there was a sexual revolution. From there, it trickled down to other Christians around the world who thought the teaching was sane and beneficial. It came at a time when AIDS was on the high in both the gay and straight communities and teen pregnancies had also increased. Then the denomination of the church, I think it was the evangelicals, got together and decided to change sex education in Christian circles. So if you were wondering why some people are so ignorant, this is one of the many bodies of people who refuse to give children and teens the information they need to be safe from sex if that's the best way to put it. Though I know within the Muslim context of this, it would be called honor culture. It makes sense because some extremist groups practice honor killings and I'll get into that a little bit later on. So the root idea I deduced is saving yourself from marriage. It also encouraged you to dress modestly to avoid being lusted after or being a victim of sexual assault. They are basically asking you to put your sexuality and sensuality in a box until the time comes for you to get married. This specific narrative is mostly pushed out towards young girls and young women. Though as time has gone on, this has evolved into something much bigger and very detrimental. One lens I've seen it through is celibacy or virginity or anything that just has to do with sex and saving it. The base premise of this is not allowing yourself to give into sexual thoughts, feelings, or actions regardless of the sex or gender of the person. This would also include masturbation. In some extreme cases, it even goes as far as not even allowing your kids to have crushes on other kids. I mean, kids are cute sometimes and you know, remember those little cute crushes you used to have in kindergarten and we're like, oh look, he gave me a flower, oh she looks so pretty in that dress, whatever, you know? It's natural, we're humans, we get attracted. Now purity culture from this aspect is usually hammered down into kids and teenagers, but I think young adults also have their fair share of torment with this. Puberty wasn't pretty for everyone, but it is usually that time that most people kind of figure out what they're attracted to, like I mentioned in the previous episode. It's the stage where we begin to notice what we like and what we don't like. People are usually encouraged, intimidated, blackmailed, the entire works into following these certain rules of purity. The usual consequence for giving into these is being distanced from the entity or going to the perceived bad place or hell. So basically, sex before marriage, hell. You like this guy, you like this girl, hell. You like the same sex, hell. So it's always just punishment, punishment, punishment. To add to this lens, it promotes virginity. I believe virginity is an abstract to control women and their sexuality. I say this because the same energy is never shown to men. If virginity was about having sex for the first time, then it's inclusive of men. Though we see the crazy extents people go through to make sure their daughters are virgins. T.I., I am talking about you and your daughter, Simon. Boys are left off the chain to do whatever, while girls would have to constantly think about themselves and their bodies and how to perceive it. It would only make sense if boys did the same, but I guess you can begin to see what I mean by this whole thing as toxic and detrimental. Another lens is general or secular purity. It's unfortunate, but the first person that comes to my mind is one of my relatives. This man refused to use deodorant, vote in elections, or wear anything outside a colored shirt and suit like pants. Though this aspect of purity is the idea that you don't really engage in the world because everything the world has to offer is deemed harmful or in some cases disgraceful. This could be things like drinking alcohol, listening to certain music, dressing a certain kind of Away, having certain kinds of friends, the list goes on depending on what part of the world you're from. Though the common theme and the biggest premise about purity culture is that it is built around shame. I think it's one thing to correct people out of love and respect when they do wrong, but the shame that comes hand in hand with purity culture is absolutely terrible. I mentioned this a lot in previous episodes. Purity culture only really works if you're able to judge people by the standards you believe in that they should uphold for themselves. So what you think you hold for yourself, now you're pushing that narrative onto others. 
others. Worse off, the people being judged don't have a say in these standards. I think that's why they try to rope in impressionable children when they're so young because they haven't really gotten to that place where they really understand the world and be discerning for themselves. I think it would be good to know that through this episode, I'll be talking mostly about women because the heaviest emphasis has always been towards them and not exactly men. I mean, the most representation I got, I mean, when it came to representation, the most I got was when Disney Channel was making the Jonas Brothers, Miley Cyrus, and Demi Lovato and all their friends wear purity rings. Honestly, now that I say that out loud, it really does sound like a big fever dream. <laughs> I don't want to invalidate the experiences that men have had with purity culture, but I think it's important to recognize that there is a disproportionate emphasis of purity towards women. If anything, this is a society issue because purity culture works hand in hand with misogyny and the patriarchy. I saw a blog article that really summed up of some of the things purity culture teaches and how they are pretty much a lie and means to just control women and their bodies. So there are seven in total. Number one, women's bodies are something to be ashamed of. Number two, women shouldn't have sexual desire. Number three, your virginity is the only thing of worth about you. Number four, women don't enjoy sex as much as men. Number five, women are responsible for men's sexual urges and sins. Number six, if you have sex before marriage, everything will be wrong. Number seven, there is no difference between sexual abuse and sex before marriage. Going through that list, I went back to that place I was in when I was a kid. Each of the things I mentioned before, I thought about a lot, especially the one about no difference between sexual abuse and sex before marriage. There is some pain there that I will need to unpack for myself later but there are some things you can think about and reflect on in your own life or have seen happen to other people that you know one thing i thought about is do i still value people based on what i just listed or do i just value them for being good people or just valuing them by the actions that they do but let's take a break and then we'll dive into how problematic this actually really is Personally, I think the way purity is framed these days is more harmful than helpful. I feel it can be grouped with the people who think that celibacy is the best way to not get STDs. I mean, if we're technical about it, that is true, but at the same time, it's actually quite important to know what safe sex is instead of just being ignorant about it completely. Now that I think about it, purity culture kind of just thrives on ignorance and vulnerability. Growing up, I remember purity being illustrated in so many different ways. Now I want you to pretend that you are just this small, vulnerable, beautiful little kid, and I am someone that you really, really look up to. I mean, as the lead debunker, you should look up to me at some point. But okay, no, 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 that's not the point. Let me not get narcissistic here. I want you to get into a very vulnerable frame of mind, like a child would. Now imagine you have a chocolate bar with those little cubes. So we're talking Cadbury, Dairy Milk, if you're a little bit bougie, some Lind, Bueno, and all that high-end stuff. Now for every person you've dated, slept with, or done whatever, take a piece of that chocolate bar off. Let's also include kissing, touching, and any way that you've gotten physical with another person, regardless of their agenda, whatever. I'll give you a moment. Now how much of that chocolate bar do you have left? Now the remainder of that chocolate bar is what you have to give to your partner. As an adult who loves themselves and knows what's good for themselves, I would say, yes, don't just give anyone your goodies. But at the same time, as someone who has dated around, I don't really think you are giving what is left of you to your partner. Sure, they may have missed out on some of the best parts of you that have been destroyed in previous relationships. But again, people grow and become better and they overcome the situations. It's not to say that you're just some, what, one barred uh, chocolate bar. Another illustration 
It's the same idea, but with a cup of water. So for every person you've done stuff with, you add some dirt. That would then represent you as a dirty person. Now, if you wanted to illustrate what would happen when you sleep around without taking the proper precautions, then it's a very excellent example. 10 out of 10 full marks. Though it's not the best when you're trying to determine someone's worth as a partner. This also promotes you being a virgin for the sake of being pure and not as a personal choice. If anything, it just promotes that your value is not what you have to offer the person, but what have to offer them in the bedroom which is technically nothing if you're a virgin but i digress honestly it just promotes the worst aspect of heteronormativity beauty culture comes off as quite homophobic and transphobic as well most of its doctrine is rooted in the idea that a man will marry a woman and have a family and so on and so forth it encourages the idea that if you don't end up marrying someone of the opposite sex and this is someone who has not undergone surgery to become the said sex then the entity you worship will cry or basically hell again <laughs> as a queer kid that was heavily ingrained in my mind and as an adult i had to unlearn that being pure won't make your marriage better than anyone else's ways to get a good marriage are finding someone that you actually like for who they are and then proceeding to love them you need to add an open communication comprehension of communication a lot of people miss out on that your personal satisfaction their personal satisfaction working together towards building yourself your partner and your relationship but all in all it is hard work and just being pure isn't enough the reason queer marriages last longer and don't end in divorce as much as straight marriages is because they actually choose each other and love each other being a virgin doesn't save you from having problems that's the physical aspect of you if you are all pure and clean on the outside but you're a terrible person in my book you are still a terrible person i don't care if you had your first kiss on your wedding day when you turned 30 but you get what i'm trying to say let queer kids be queer kids and stop pushing for doctrine to shame them for who they are. Purity culture also supports rape culture covertly. I know this is a very huge jump, but hear me out. An aspect of purity culture shakes hands with decency. Now there's everyday decency such as holding the elevator door, offering your seat on the bus to the elderly, and all that human stuff that gives me a little bit of faith in humanity. Now I want you to think of you in high school. Think about dress codes. Think about how the shoulder blades of young girls were affecting the education of young boys. How they can't concentrate if your skirt is too short. Ripped jeans? Nah baby, that's too much skin. Your male teachers are gonna get tempted. Not so much for boys, but yes, from the beginning of your entire schooling experience, girls' bodies are police. They are told if they dress a certain way, they will attract unwanted attention and hence, if they get groped, assaulted, then it's their fault. From the beginning, young girls are taught to cover up because boys have no control. Little boys are then taught that girls will always compensate for their needs. Then we have a society of men who think they can do whatever to women because at the end of the day, they asked for it and it was their fault. Ooh how purity culture loves this i bet you they would preach saying that all things happen for a reason and that god was using her an example blah 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 this highlights that purity culture is always taught to girls and well boys will be boys it makes them believe that they do not need to be accountable for their actions it means that girls will always be the problem and not them now we see when people go to court to confront their abusers it's always a question of what were you wearing did you ask for it you sent confused signals i mean he wore a condom at least that shows he cared it's just one big cycle that starts with policing shoulder blades. This would be a good segue to talk a little bit about honor killings. 
I first heard of honor killings when I did a project on it for university and it just broke my heart. There are some extremist groups that take honor culture, as it is called, to the next level. Honor killings are murder of women or girls by male family members. The killers justify their actions by claiming that the victim brought dishonor upon their family name or prestige. Now, Islam is a culture that values women in my opinion. I just think some people practice it wrong and to the extremes the same way any other religions do the same. Women mostly get killed for sexual transgressions that are parallel to what purity culture and Christianity would uphold. So no sex before marriage, don't be queer and all of that. Unlike being shamed or belittled for not being pure, these young women are mostly killed by the hand of their own family. Even when doing the project, it just continued to break my heart even more as I learned story after story because it's all based on the physical aspect of women. They do this thing where on the wedding night, when they first have intercourse, the girl needs to bleed onto a towel to prove that she is a virgin. Now truth be told, not all women bleed and some women actually tear the hymen by doing other things like the splits or riding a bike or a horse. Now it's so bad that a girl could absolutely be a virgin and plead with her family but they would rather take the side of a man than their own relative that's heavy stuff but you're beginning to see how bad it can get purity culture judges people solely on their physical self and not the aspects of themselves it diminishes people to just their physical being like i mentioned some things are out of your control some people are born with bigger boobs bigger butts slimmer waist wider hips whatever so no matter what they wear or how they might try to cover up their bodies are just built different their bodies are unique and beautiful their bodies also belong to them not only that but purity culture is about counting how many people you've slept with how many people you've gone down on and how ratios into how dirty you are remember the dirt in the cup reference if we're going to look at people solely on their physical actions without any context then that is a problem if we toss people aside like that then that's not practicing humanity people are more than just what they do with their bodies it's about who they are to themselves and to society. I mean, look at people like Kim Kardashian. She might not be the best example, but homegirl had a whole sex tape, but now she's trying to do some good by getting her law degree and helping people in jail. Let's look at Beyonce. People hate her music, they hate the way she dresses and how she dances sometimes, but it's unmistakable that she does her part to try and make the world a better place. Now, am I gonna judge them based solely on what they've done with their bodies? Of course not. I mean, how shallow do you have to be that that is your only premise of understanding people? People are good. Sometimes their situations suck or their lives just suck, but there are good people out there who might not live like you do, but are doing their very best. I would recommend you subscribe and watch um, the YouTube channel, Soft White Underbelly. It will change how you see people, not just this whole topic of people with their bodies and sex and whatnot. It talks about people who have drug addictions, people who have gone into prostitution, homelessness. You will meet some of the most beautiful souls who've had the hardest life. And for you to just judge them by looking at them, my goodness. There are so many gray areas when it comes to purity. Let me talk a little bit about myself. So when I was a practicing Christian, I did this thing called the promise of purity. Oh, how short-lived that was. <laughs> I even had a purity being and everything, guys. It was such a big deal to me. Something I will be more open about in later episodes is that when I was a child, I was actually sexually abused. Now, if you look at it from the lens of purity, like I had mentioned before, it's basically sexually abused, sex before marriage, 
same thing. And hey, I was taken advantage of, but according to the lens of purity, ya Allah, that's it. I am I am useless, I am trash. And then I went to a Christian boarding school where from time to time, this emphasis on virginity is so important. God only loves his children if they're pure. So you can imagine as a young teen hearing these things and wondering if God loved them, if their parents loved them, if anyone would love them, or if they were just gonna go to hell for something that they had absolutely no control of in the past. Now, this was a time when I believe that I was still quite impressionable when I when I came to Christianity. When I was 16, the Promise of Purity course came around and I signed up. In one sense, I'm glad I did it because it helped me process some pain and also gave me the courage to tell my mom what happened to me when I was younger. But that secret would have gone to the grave to me. I Guys, let me tell you, I was going to die with no one knowing it. But then I was like, you know what? My story might help someone. So there you go. It also helped me get back my sense of worth if that makes sense and i felt that like i had lost that but i kind of felt pure again but the biggest part of it was i thought it would fix me i thought it would fix the impurities i thought that i had i thought it would make me straight i thought it would heal all the failing relationships that i had i thought it would put me in favor with god that in itself misses the entire mark of what christianity really is about in my opinion i mean if jesus would hang out with prostitutes adulterers thieves what would have stopped him from hanging out with me now take what i said and just add it into context. Just because certain things have happened to you, do you necessarily stop being the person that you are? Now, I'm not talking about the after effect that happens when you do get abused as a person, but I'm talking about all of the other stuff. Let's add some scenarios. If you decide to wear a mini skirt to class and a boob tube, does that make you less valuable as a person? If you decide to have sex with a random person that you just met at a club, does that make you less valuable as a person? This is what I mean by this isn't just a Christian thing. This is a society problem thing. Dare I say it, this is probably why we look down on people who do sex work, strippers, sugar babies, the list goes on. We look down on them because we believe the lifestyle they chose to live makes them lose value as a person. That's the bigger picture. and also a problem. We don't allow people to just be people because we have ingrained biases towards them. We're going to have a short break. After that, we'll explore some of the ways you can improve purity culture and some of my side notes. Vibe with me. I have created a playlist for you to jam to in your free time. It's available on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. I listen to pretty much everything, so you're bound to find something you vibe to. It's called the Let's Debunk It Mix. Links to all playlists are in the show notes. Now that we've gone through how purity culture is yikes, there's always two sides to a coin. Now, I don't think purity culture is all bad. I just think it's framed and presented in a way that's just very problematic and detrimental to so many people. Honestly, if taught well, it can be quite empowering to children, teenagers, and everyone else that might come into the mix of it. In a documentary I watched, there was a couple that hosted purity balls, and the main objective was to create a strong bond between father and daughter. In turn, the daughter will find value in herself instead of seeking it from somewhere else. And I just thought that was beautiful. I mean, families can help you feel valued and loved. And that's pretty awesome in itself. No need for that ball and all that. I think if families were just loving towards both their male and female kids and embrace them for who they were, I feel a lot of the insecurities that we do end up growing up as adults would not really be there. But then we also have to put into context that, you know, teenagers are probably some of the worst creatures on earth because they're mean, but would definitely 
be more cushioning to have like a good support system like that as someone who used to be religious i understand the idea of wanting to please your god or the higher entity that you worship in the best way maybe your way of doing this is by being celibate and waiting for marriage to give it to your partner that's all fine as long as it was your choice to begin with i have a close friend who is just one of the best people ever she's half indian half pakistani and a devout muslim and in my opinion, she's one of the best Muslims I've ever met in my life. And within Indian and Pakistani culture, as well as Islam, your virginity is valued. Now, me being me, I do ask her those random questions about dating, sex, and blah, 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 because I want to understand better where she's coming from when she practices and believes these things. I remember once having this conversation with her about sex and if she'd have it with her boyfriend. Her response really made me think. She said something along the lines of, I want to save myself from my husband. It's her choice because she hasn't actually had the best track with men. Honestly, as one of her besties, I agree. If I had a bug for every man that I wanted to kick in the shins, I'd be able to go to Nando's. For at least a week but she also mentioned how she wanted to make her first time special and someone that she really loved and cared about now i've heard this narrative so many times and i bet you guys have too but what was different was the sincerity of what she was saying she didn't sound like she was just reciting something that her parents told her was forcing an aspect of religion that she didn't quite believe in for herself she decided for herself and her body that she wants to wait and now i've seen how that decision has saved her from some of the worst men i've ever seen in my life flirting is cute but can they hold a conversation they might have have the power to rearrange her insides but are they able to research on causes close to them advocate for minority groups who are oppressed i mean you already see how she doesn't do this because it's a physical act she does this because she's just like look everyone's so hypersexualized i might as well just start liking people for their personalities <laughs> but that's what i mean by purity culture can be empowering if we told younger people that they don't have to have sex to prove their love for someone then that would be awesome if it wasn't so surrounded by fear and shaming others for not having the same standards i think anyone who decided to pursue purity was on a pretty cool path i mean i use the word fear because that was what i felt i was scared to be judged for not being pure as much as this is a woman problem men we need to protect you too now i hate men as much as the next person but i do recognize that you lot are victims as much as the rest of us are it's just that your problems aren't taken as seriously or they're just not talked about as much i mean we see this in the me too movement we see this when you're abused and violated you lot are mocked and looked down on and honestly it's not fair i know i have my pains and it's true that you guys have yours as the bunkers we need to stand with everyone that includes men do i think men are trash absolutely but i also think that you guys were just taken for a wild ride the same way women have been i think we hate to admit it but there are certain aspects that are just not addressed and we are totally ignored when it comes to men and their overall well-being as a society you are partially to blame for some of the horrendous things that men do because all honestly a lot of them just go unchecked for example some incels stem from teachings that are in purity culture it's ideas like there's a woman out there for you but then when no woman in the present wants them then they go rogue and hate all women because they feel that they have a right to have a woman when in reality that's not true partially why when guys get assaulted you are treated differently for women they are mostly blamed that it's their fault but for men they're mostly praised when a woman violates them and their boundaries god forbid it's a man and then you're just ridiculed for it both sides have it bad it's just that one side seems to be allowed to speak while others i just have little to no representation for various reasons we need to protect men and young boys now we're gonna move on to my side notes that i found kind of funny and just had me thinking side note number one in the name of equality 
equality if girls have purity balls i think that boys should also have purity balls like i think it's just fair we need to stop leaving them out so if there is something we can do to make it more inclusive they need to have it too all right so you know how the girls would pledge their virginity to their dads well boys y'all need to pledge your virginity to your mothers okay <laughs> but jokes aside i think purity culture is definitely more emphasized towards little girls than little boys my biggest critique will always be if you're policing and treating little girls this way i hope you're coming with the same energy for little boys i think it would be awesome to just teach them how they can save themselves from marriage if they wanted that they're beautiful and they deserve to be loved for who they are and not just for what they can provide in bed and you know it's just this whole idea that we just need to support people to become the people that they want to be virgin or not gay or not let kids be kids yeah let them enjoy life another side note is i think all of us should strive for some form of purity now if you want to go by what i described today then feel free but i think we should all find our own definition of purity and then live that out i think my aspect of purity comes from honesty in my opinion i think the ability to be honest with the self and others is a form of purity because we all know how messy lies can make situations that's the kind of purity i strive for and try to encourage Another way I see purity is through intentions. Now, I'm not an all good person. Would I dropkick a child? Maybe, maybe not. But I feel people are very complex. I say complex in the sense that there is a mixture of good and bad in us, but it's the striving to be good that really, really counts for me. I'm rewatching Assassination Classroom, which is one of the best animes that I've ever watched. Without going into too much detail, the main premise of the show is a class of students who are trying to kill their teacher. In one of the episodes, they go to a resort and they end up being poisoned by some deranged guy. So the class is trying to get the antidote and on the way they meet some assassins who are trying to kill them as well now i skip through a little bit and the assassins end up giving the kids the antidotes because the deranged homie had no intention of actually giving them the cure now i would think as an assassin who gets paid millions to kill people what's it to them killing some kids for the job they responded by saying that killing a bunch of students was not a part of their deal so one of them made extra antidote to give them so that they would be fine now it's not the best representation of purity but it does show that people have layers to themselves they may not have been cold-blooded assassins but they still had hearts they kill with intent and not with bloodthirst wow this 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 took an interesting turn but all right go off <laughs> I think those are all of my thoughts and feelings on this topic, but I will be doing a YouTube video about this, so you can stay tuned for that for some hot takes maybe, and I don't really know how I'm going to do the video yet, but that is something that you can look forward to. Honestly, it shouldn't matter if you're a hoe or a pure person. If you're a piece of shit, then I automatically don't like you, plain and simple. We need to give the same energy to teach boys to be good humans the way we teach girls to be good humans. We need to call out people who are being mean towards other people who may practice and believe differently and try to protect the vulnerable. All in all, if I catch you being mean and rude, let's fight. Square up. Square the fuck up. I mean, jokes aside. Let's look out for those in our community who are vulnerable and let's help them out the best way that we can. And also strive for some form of purity for yourself. Help the homies, be nice, be kind. You, you, know, you know the vibes, guys. You know the vibes that, that, are, you know, that are being brought up as the bunkers. <laughs> well, that's the episode. If you have any thoughts or ideas on this topic, please hit me up on social media or email me. I would love to hear from you. If there's anything you'd like to correct me on, please, please, I beg you guys every episode. 
just do it i want to spread the correct information as far as possible otherwise catch me in three weeks hopefully i will be at home with my mommy but yeah yo guys let's can all of you guys light a candle for me and just give me a prayer that i'll be home to my mom because i really want to see her but yeah guys be kind stay safe please mask up because yeah you'll be in your house you'll get covid i don't know i don't know but yes be careful please hydrate be kind be a good human wear your humanity on the sleeve all the best for the next three weeks take care and adios Reach out to me on social media. You can find this podcast on Instagram at Let's Debunk It Podcast. Feel free to email me at Let's Debunk It at gmail.com. That is L E T S D E B U N K I T at gmail.com. If you didn't catch that, just check the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode or just like the podcast, be sure to give me a five star rating and leave me a comment. And to make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe on whatever platform you are listening on.